What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Wednesday, August 3rd. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. President Biden made the announcement Monday that al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri has been killed by a drone strike in Afghanistan. The CIA zeroed in on his location by carefully studying the movements of him and his family until Biden authorized a precise tailored airstrike. This came with two Hellfire R-9X missiles hitting Zawahiri in the balcony of his safe house in Kabul. Idris Ali, foreign policy correspondent at Reuters, joins us for how the strike happened and the impact it has had on the terrorist network. Next, a popular side hustle selling dum-dum lollipops on Amazon is costing the candy company who makes them millions, and it's also violating Amazon's policy. People are engaging in drop shipping and pocketing the profits by looking for products with lower prices than on Amazon, then posting those items on the website, waiting for someone to come place an order, and finally purchasing the product from the other retailer and shipping it directly to the customer. A lot of these methods are also driven by tutorials on YouTube and TikTok. Spencer Soper, reporter at Bloomberg News, joins us for how it all works. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. After carefully considering the clear and convincing evidence of his location, I authorized a precision strike that would remove him from the battlefield once and for all. Joining us now is Idris Ali, foreign policy correspondent at Reuters. Thanks for joining us, Idris. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about what happened with President Biden. Uh, yesterday, he announced the killing of the uh, al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri. He was uh, killed in a strike in Afghanistan over the weekend. This is the, the biggest blow to al-Qaeda since uh, we killed their founder, Osama bin Laden. That was way back in 2011. Now, they had been planning this for a long time. They were tracking a lot of movements of his family to identify them and him and where he'd be. And uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into all these things. So, Idris, help us walk through some of this. Yeah, so basically, earlier this year, the CIA got information that the leader of al-Qaeda, Ayman al-Zawahiri, was in Afghanistan. And so they were able to track his wife, his daughter, and her children um, to sort of this house in really the center of Kabul. And that then led them to find Zawahiri, who was in the house. And they basically have been tracking him for the better part of eight months now, seven, eight months since the year began. They kept surveillance. They noticed that he wasn't leaving the house and they were able to confirm his identity because there was a balcony on the second floor of the house and he would go out into the balcony. And so a decision was made by President Biden on July 25th 
about a week ago that the sort of weather and all the other factors were correct and they would launch a strike. So they used a CIA drone which fired two Hellfire missiles and actually struck Zawahiri when he was in his balcony early Sunday morning Kabul time. And yesterday, President Biden confirmed that it was indeed Zawahiri who had been killed and it was a sort of successful counterterrorism operation. Now, uh, as you mentioned, that balcony was key in all of this. They were tracking the patterns, tracking the movements they knew would be there. And that's exactly where those Hellfire missiles, the, you know, a lot of people have been talking about those, these Hellfire R9X missiles, they call them ninja bombs. They throw out these kind of spinning blades that they say uh, mm-hmm. chop up and crush the target. And that was also important, too, because President Biden was really asking a lot of questions. They had models of the apartment mm-hmm. there, really asking a lot of questions about possible casualties of civilians or even his own family. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, uh, it's important to remember that there are no U.S. troops in Afghanistan. And so it was very important, I think, for the president and for his administration to be as sure as possible as they could that there wouldn't be sufficient casualties without having troops on the ground to be able to ensure that. And the R9X is this sort of layered in secrecy missile. Uh, Rather than exploding, it's basically this bomb which you drop. And when it drops and comes in close contact, these six blades sort of come out of the missile and they essentially chop up the person. And what that ensures is that there's no secondary explosion leading to unintended casualties. And the one caveat I will add is that this was a CIA strike. And while we know this bears the hallmarks of an R9X missile with sort of the blades, we don't know what we don't know about the CIA arsenal, right? They could have missiles that we just have never seen, a different variant of the R9X. So it's one of those things that I don't think we'll necessarily fully know for sure for some time now. The building that Zawahiri was in was located in downtown Kabul in Afghanistan. Now, we all know what happened with the U.S. withdrawal out of Afghanistan. You know, there's been a lot of stuff going on there. The Taliban has assumed control of that area. What do we make? What do intelligence officials make of the fact that Zawahiri was hiding there? Were they providing him cover? You know, all that. How does that square off? Yeah, no, I think it's really important because I think you remember that in 2011 when Osama bin Laden was killed. He was not in some mountainous region, sort of in a rugged location. He was also um, in Aptabad, Pakistan, which is not terribly far from their main military academy. So the fact that he was essentially, you know, what would have been a few blocks away from the U.S. embassy, there was a presence. So it shows the fact that he was very comfortable. He felt that he could be amongst the population. The fact that he was going on in the balcony showed that he wasn't afraid. And C, officials have said the Taliban knew he was there. So it sort of shows his comfort level. But B, the Taliban government appears to be giving safe haven to al-Qaeda members, which I think is causing, it was expected, but it's causing renewing angst within um, the administration about the future of terrorism potentially emanating from Afghanistan. Zawahiri was one of the masterminds of the September 11th attacks. What does this do now for al-Qaeda? You know, they've lost Osama bin Laden, they've lost Zawahiri now. There's always somebody else that steps up usually in situations like this, but what does this do for that network right now? I think al-Qaeda, most officials and analysts will agree, has sort of, I don't want to call it a decline, but has not been the same al-Qaeda it was before Osama bin Laden was killed. After he was killed, Zawahiri took over and he, while an important figure, was never as charismatic as Osama bin Laden and wasn't able to galvanize people to join al-Qaeda. So they were sort of in this static situation where they were almost sort of uh, becoming an ancient militant organization. And they were really hurt by the sort of 
emergence of uh, ISIS in Iraq and Syria. And that sort of went to affect their recruiting. So they were not as effective as they were in years past. And I think what this does, at least temporarily, is create some sort of disarray at the top, which will likely lead to some disarray amongst the rank and file. But it's also important to remember the size of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan last year was estimated to be 500. So it's not a terribly large organization to start with. And I think it's one of those things that I think we will have to wait and see in terms of what the impact is, because, you know, on the one hand, it could lead to disarray, but I think there's also some concern that it could counterintuitively actually galvanize some of their forces into being more assertive. Well, we'll see if anything rebounds from the Al-Qaeda group. And then, as you mentioned, too, you know, what happens with tensions and relationships with the Taliban now that they've taken over Afghanistan there. Idris Ali, foreign policy correspondent at Reuters. Thank you very much for joining us. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and so it's just creating a lot of problems for Spangler and biting into their profits, and they're trying to police this, and they're worried about counterfeits and all kinds of things. But uh, the people doing this as a side hustle are, are making a couple bucks on the on the price difference. Joining us now is Spencer Soper, reporter at Bloomberg News. Thanks for joining us, Spencer. Thank you. Well, let's talk about some interesting stuff that's going on right now with some uh, Amazon hide hustles. You did a story about dumb, dumb lollipops right now and how some people are using this drop ship method of finding these dumb, dumb lollipops, these packages of them, a 500 pack or so on other websites and then listing them on Amazon at a cheaper price, obviously. And then uh, they kind of just make the, uh, the profits, make up the profits and keep that going. But what's happening is, you know, it's obviously damaging the companies who sell this. Uh, you spoke to people from the Spangler Candy Company who owns Dum Dums. And, you know, they're having a hard time keeping up with these people, reporting them, tracking them all. Spencer, tell us a little bit about what's going on with this. So the main issue is that what a lot of these people are doing is actually a violation of Amazon's policies. Amazon says you're not allowed to 
list a product for sale on Amazon and then ship that product from another retailer like you know Walmart owns Sam's Club or any other of its competitors. Basically, you're not allowed to do that. So what's happening with uh, Spangler Candy Company is that they offer a 500-pack of Dum Dum Lollipops at Sam's Club for, I think it's like about $15. And then they sell a 400-pack on Amazon for... Uh, a bit more than that, about $25, $26. And so these uh, folks are, are playing price arbitrage, listing a 400-pack of lollipops on Amazon for maybe, you know, something below 26 you know, 25 bucks, 24 bucks, um, waiting for an order to come in, then placing their own order at Sam's Club and having the item shipped directly to that customer. Uh, and so it's just creating a lot of problems for Spangler and biting into their profits, and they're trying to police this, and they're worried about counterfeits and all kinds of things. But uh, the people doing this as a side hustle are, are making a couple bucks on the on the price difference. And you spoke to somebody who handles the e-commerce side for Spangler, and they're looking online and they're seeing these listings and all. And as I mentioned, they're they're reporting some of these people to Amazon because it is against their policy, but they're just having so much trouble keeping up with it that, you know, new drop shippers are popping up all the time. And we'll get into that in a minute. But there's this whole thing, tutorials on YouTube, on TikTok that teach people how to do this. But first, tell me what the Spangler people are saying about this. Yeah. So what they're saying is that they've seen this happen for a couple of years now. And initially it was manageable. They were able to, you know, a, a seller here and there, they'd spot it, they'd report it to Amazon, Amazon would take care of it. And they said it would generally take about a week um, for Amazon to resolve the issue. But again, Spangler would have to actually order the product and submit proof to Amazon with all kinds of screenshots and things, and then a photo of the actual product coming to them in a, in a Sam's Club box. But what happened is over the past uh, six months or so, the number of people doing this has just proliferated and they they can only suspect, you know, why that is. But a lot of it is more people working from home, more people looking for side hustles to deal with inflation and this proliferation of these tutorial videos online teaching people how to do do this and encouraging people how to do this. I really don't know if anybody's really making any money doing it. I think that the people making money are the ones selling classes to show you how to do it, you know, because <laughs> right. basically these video service commercials for like classes and other consulting services. But that's what happened is that just the volume of it, they can't keep up with it now. So it just, you know, they'll, they'll deal with Amazon and get one seller removed and then five more sellers pop up to take their place. So it's just this constant um, phenomenon. And it's like they're, they're swatting that gnats with a tennis racket. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about these tutorials that we see online. I've seen them before. I've come across them, you know, how to do the great, this great high, uh, side hustle, how to make some extra money. And yeah, it's all this drop shipping method. But uh, as you mentioned, there's some people that are uh, doing classes for this, you know, 250 bucks a pop for the class. Sometimes they're from different countries and they're uh, making these videos on YouTube. And even on top of that, right, for their own accounts, if they're getting hundreds of thousands of hits or something like that, they could be making a couple bucks there, you know. So for them, it seems like the videos are really more of the money makers, more so than the drop shipping stuff. But they're advertising, you can say you can make $5,000, $10,000 a month if you're really doing these practices. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd really love for someone to show me receipts that they made $10,000 a month doing this. So if any listeners are curious about this, these are the these are the red flags, right? One, it's against Amazon's policies. So even if you get away with it for a little bit, you're you're 
chances are you'll ultimately get caught and get suspended from Amazon, right? And then even on the Sam's Club side, we spoke with them. They have a limit. So if you're a Sam's Club member, you are allowed to ha- to get free shipping to you know, to multiple addresses, but they cap it at 10. So you're going to run out of uh, room on Sam's Club too. Granted, some other retailers might be different, different, but this, this thing ultimately catches up with you. And, and one person I interviewed, you know, told me that he paid someone $15,000 to set this thing up for him. That was six, you know, set up an Amazon business doing all this drop shipping. That was six months ago. And he's since made $40. So <laughs> it, it, you know, you definitely buyer, buyer beware if you're, if you stumble upon one of these, uh, online tutorials, pitching a, a, a class or some kind of get, get rich quick, uh, scheme. Yeah, you caught up with a few people that are actually doing some of the drop shipping. In particular, since we're talking about the dumb dumb lollipops, they had listings on their pages to sell these lollipops. And uh, you know, you mentioned the guy who's spending fifteen thousand, only made forty five bucks so far. A couple of the other people saying, you know, well, hey, I don't really want to talk about my business, but very well knowing they're going against Amazon's policies. Yeah, and that's the hope is, you know, okay, it's against the rules, but Amazon's so huge, and like Spangler company uh shows you know people can do it and get away with it and it'll take a while for amazon to catch up to them presuming that someone's paying attention so i think they're hopeful that they'll just kind of get lost in this vastness of 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 amazon's marketplace and uh and those folks you mentioned these other sellers they weren't just selling dumb-dumbs they were selling all manner of other things and who knows where they were drop shipping them from you know they're selling cat food and you know arm and hammer baking soda and um, you know, uh, feminine hygiene products, just you name it. You know, one, one guy was selling like 20 pound bags of rice. So I don't even know where this stuff's coming from, you know, uh, but, but they were selling all kinds of things, not just dum-dums. Here's an interesting thing I didn't know. So U.S. shoppers this year are going to spend almost $400 billion with Amazon. But Amazon captures more than a dollar for every $3 spent online. So they're making a ton. We know they're the biggest e-commerce website out there right now. But for them, really, there's even though it's uh, they have these policies in place, there's really not a big motivation for them to go and, and police all of this. And really, they don't do anything unless somebody complains. So the dropshippers are doing this. They're getting away with a lot of this stuff. But unless somebody goes out and complains, Amazon probably either doesn't know or they're not going to definitely not going to do anything about it. Yeah, it's a it, it's a very loose grip on the on the supply chain, and so they they really rely on, on on customers and other merchants to kind of police the site by by tipping them off. They have some things that they monitor for, but a lot of uh, especially when Amazon doesn't handle the shipment, and that's what happens in this case is you know you can merchants can sell things on Amazon and pay Amazon a little extra to handle all the packing and delivery and all that stuff. In which case, Amazon has more hands on the inventory, but a lot of things sold on Amazon are, are what's called merchant fulfilled, meaning the Amazon doesn't touch the product at all. The, you know, they simply have it on their website, and once the order comes through, that merchant handles packing it up and getting it to the customer. And so in those cases, it's just like there, there, there's very little opportunity for Amazon to see. Is it a fake? Is it the thing that was you know, supposedly, uh, you know, listed on the site. And that's where they count on customers to complain. And if someone pulls a fast one on enough customers, it gets suspended. And that's basically how it, uh, you know, how it all functions. So it's very much complaint driven. 
Yeah, when these people are posting these videos online and YouTube and TikTok and everything, they even say, you know, it costs you zero dollars to list a thousand items on Amazon. You really don't have to start paying anything until you start have to getting those products shipped out there. And it's a growing problem. You men- made mention in the article about how Google searches for how to do this have, has gone up so much. Yeah, it seemed like it, it took off on on TikTok and, uh, and on YouTube. And just I think that once people see that th- there, there's the you know, interest in a side hustle, then it becomes a side hustle to be the mentor, right? And it's not hard. You know, you and I could get on the computer right now, look at Amazon, and then dive over to Lowe's, dive over to Walmart, dive over to Target, dive over to Costco, and just start picking around, you know? And we could even know before we make the video, all right, let's look at these products that are going to show a price difference. And then we just say, see, it's that easy, you know? And, and, And that's as far as these tutorials usually go and then they say like oh yeah click this link for for more learn about my class or learn about my consulting services and so it's really just to kind of whet the appetite to get you to pay them for them to show you how to make money and that's where i'm just i'm just uh doubtful that many people are actually making any money doing this and so in the end what is spangler candy company doing to address all this i know they've been complaining and and reporting people and everything but what else have they come up with to help at least keep their their sales true their latest thing is that they're enrolling in this transparency program and so amazon is constantly uh, bringing out new initiatives to try to address these these things because Amazon has got a big target on its back because people spend so much money. So they have to constantly introduce new products and services to try to combat what's you know any schemes that are happening on Amazon. And so this transparency program, what it does is they pay Amazon for a specific unique code for each individual product, not just like not just like the product in general, but each particular item sold on Amazon gets this unique code. And, uh, and that should, you know, authorize them and them only to be the ones who can list it and sell it on Amazon. They said they're seeing some, some uh, signs of improvement from that, but uh, they're also just worried that, that uh, people will find another workaround. This is an interesting one because for consumers, right, if you're getting a deal, you're getting a deal. You probably don't care how it's happening. But for these companies that are making these products, especially, you know, some of the smaller companies and whatnot, you know, they could be getting hosed on it. So uh, interesting look at what's going on there. Spencer Soper, reporter at Bloomberg News. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment. Give us a rating and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Dive was produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.